0: So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing. Usually it's pretty nerdy.
1: Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins.
0: Has the whole world gone crazy! Greetings from TG Geeks Webcast, where Ben and Keith, the Two Gay Geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469 TG Geeks. that is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 115 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Uh, I am here today with Ray, and oh my god, Ray, Infinity War! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't,
2: I'm, I'm still processing, man. <laughs>
0: I don't usually go back and watch movies several times, but I may have to do that for this one just because there's so much going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Plans are already underway to to do exactly
0: that. Well, before we get into our just completely freaking out about this movie, um, what was your weekly geekery this week? Uh,
2: Well, actually, this weekend, um, in the middle of us – Uh, uh, recording this podcast i'm uh displaying artwork uh at grand park in downtown la uh it's part of a uh, weekend long show called rla voices uh it's a spring arts fest that um they did this is the second time they've done it um very similar anyway a couple years ago was the first time and i was part of that as well so they have um spoken word and and um poetry and musical acts and um there's uh artists um, I'm live painting um and there's all kinds of cool stuff going on. So we're we're doing that this weekend. That's that's I'm kind of geeking out art wise, I guess you could say, in the middle of also of course
0: fitting in Infinity War.
1: Right. <laughs> so, I
2: right. made sure there was no way I was gonna miss that. So it's a pretty busy weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah that was kind of that was kind of my thing. We had I had a all day um, Shakespeare Festival yesterday that I had to take kids to, and uh, I had uh, something, uh, we did a lot of theater this week. I saw my favorite show in um, Palm Springs Yellow by Del Shores. It's just an amazing, amazing play. I got like everybody I knew who was available in the area to go. And uh, we, uh, so we watched that Wednesday and then we had to go see uh, uh, Infinity War on Thursday. Because Friday we went out to Pasadena and watched uh, Noises Off out there at the Noise Within Theater. So I was been it's been like theater, 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 <laughs> um, uh, you know, Infinity War, theater, theater, theater.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's art, art, art. Infinity War, art, art, art. art.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we both have our arts, and that's that's been this week. <laughs> cool, cool. What other deep
2: um, stuff have you been up to?
0: Well, I've got the um, I've been listening to the Iron Druid series. On uh, audiobook, mm. and it's very Dresden Files like. <laughs> but but I gotta say, I I'm starting to really notice when it's a, a very white cis male perspective. Yeah, and it it doesn't ruin it for me, but it's just kind of like, hmm, how are they going to bring in other points of view to kind of balance this? Yeah, you know, these, you know. It's a very interesting thing I've noticed about several of these writers. Dresden's one. Uh, the, the uh, Jim Butcher, who writes Dresden, is one of the authors that does this. This guy seems to do it. Where they make their um, characters slightly... I don't want to say chauvinistic, because they don't believe that women can't do anything a man can do. But they, there is a... Like for Dresden, it's he says, I'm still chivalrous, and I know it's not – it's an antiquated concept, but I'm still – like it's that self-reference. And so I just don't know how quite to process it.
1: <laughs> right, right. Does that um, feel like
2: a, like a slight awareness, like a uh, self-awareness in a bad way or like a maybe slight superiority kind of thing?
0: No, it doesn't even feel like that because I think his, his female characters are pretty – awesome and pretty strong. And even in other book series, I mean the, the Dresden files, he's supposed to be a very noir, like Mm. wizard slash detective. So it kind of goes along with that stereotype. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels a little bit uh, like, well, do you have to have your character have that perspective? And, and is it, is it fair to kind of knock him for having that perspective when it's a real life perspective? So, yeah, I don't know.
2: It, isn't it Hold funny? On. It's one of those things that once you're aware of it, you see it everywhere.
0: Yes. And it's, it's been, uh, I don't know, been a little bit hard for me to, uh, to like get out of that mindset yeah. to enjoy what I'm listening to. So, yeah, so I've been, I, I don't know. It's, it's a different perspective, but I'm trying not to let it bother me because the stories are really good. Yeah, And um, I think, you know, the, the other, the other character kind of, I would say he's not sex addicted, but that's, that's his like kryptonite is the, the beautiful female form. Oh God. And and so it's kind of one of those where it's like, all right, first of all, I can't relate. Second of all, um, you, yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit like, okay, dude, like, so I don't know, it's, it's, I'm really enjoying the books. But then anytime I see that perspective sneak in, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if that's necessary.
2: Sometimes the way I look at it is like, because I, I definitely go through the same thing that you're talking about, and with stories and, and kind of the stories that I consume. And um, I just sometimes I look at it as like, just um, my tastes changing, even, you know what I mean? It doesn't right. necessarily have to be about, you know, oh, that's not right. That character shouldn't be like that. Sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm I'm tired of that character for now, you know. Like, I, I'm I'm feeling ready for a different perspective, or a different point of view, and it's it's not even something I'm aware of sometimes, where I just gravitate towards a certain type of story, you know. And when you when you look around and you see, oh, almost everything, <laughs> like ninety percent of what's out there is this one perspective, um, then it really it really uh, motivates you to seek out the, the stories that are offering a different perspective.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's, you know, I don't know. It's been, I've been very aware of that lately. We may want to do an episode on on kind of evolving your worldview and how it affects your fandoms because it, it has been affecting my fandoms. I've become very aware of, mm, do I do I like what this author is saying yeah. right now? That would be great. I'd be
2: all in for that episode. Let me warn you too. That it also works retroactively, Joe. Sometimes, so.
0: <laughs>
1: oh careful. yeah, no, I'm
2: aware. So, <laughs> you go back to something that you you remember loving and go, oh, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And then uh, I, you, you liked uh, on Facebook maybe recently, maybe it's just showing up from a long time ago, but um, Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. And I'm really tempted to go back to that because I couldn't do another year-long like. Hundred dollar subscription. I just don't have that kind of cash flow right now. But um, what was the? What are
2: you referring to? The year long subscription.
0: They had. They had. They used to have the your year long subscription was like the unlimited uh, ultimate whatever, and they sent just crap. And oh, I got it. I got it. And I don't think that. I think now they have like a sixty dollar version where it's mm-hmm. just the uh, the ability to get the comic. The online comics. yeah, and and so that seems a little bit more reasonable. so I'm really, really considering doing that.
2: Yeah, I was looking at Marvel Unlimited and I was looking at comiXology kind of, you know, I, I don't I still haven't made the jump into reading comics online. So it's kind of hard to tell at this point what is like what I'm gonna what I'm even looking for, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've I've used Marvel Unlimited before, and I really like it. I think sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed because it, it, you almost have to go to a third or fourth party to try and figure out what comics you're supposed to read in what order. They, they're not really good at going, all right, so if you want to read this kind of storyline, then this is everything that's involved in that storyline because, of course, we live in the, the world of crossovers where... Right you have to buy 20 different comics to get one story. Right. Right. Why? Wow, you would think they would think of that and be like, Oh, this
2: is this storyline, you know, like you want to read Executioner's song. Cool. Here it is. And it's just like all those comics in a row. Well,
0: and and they do, they do that to a certain extent, but they're not great at doing it. If there's a lot of crossovers from other comic books. So like you can do like the secret war series, and they'll give you all the Secret War series books, but they won't necessarily give you the little the ones like they won't give you the three um, issues of Avengers that tie into it. Right. And but they but they're set up to be able to like you have to read those three stories to understand what's going on in the next issue. Yeah. And then you get into
2: the the titles that are not necessarily following the same story, but something happened and they're affected. It has to affect their their world. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right,
0: exactly. Which brings us back to Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many things. Well, we have we have other weekly geekery stuff, but I we can always do that at another time because I think we just want to talk about Infinity War. So, I'm going to go to a commercial break and then we're just going to get our geek on. Sounds good. I'm Void and I'm Beach, and together we're the Geek to Geek podcast. Well, we make it it is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on the Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for the Comic Box each week right here on the Geek2Geek Podcast Network. and download our podcast today and we're back and our show is not the only one on the geek to geek network that is going to be covering infinity war uh if you are on our slack then you already know that everybody's freaking out over there um if you're not on our slack you should join the slack channel send uh any of us uh, a message and we can send you an invite but uh yeah, I know that Rob does his usual uh, previews before a, uh, a big Marvel or comic book movie launches. But he actually has done three episodes worth of kind of preview to figure out you know all the stuff that could possibly be in Infinity War. So uh, if you listen to episodes 94 through 96, uh, those are all like pre-listening for Infinity War. And then 97, he just posted like five minutes ago. And my understanding is it's like a two hour episode of him just talking about how, you know, what his thoughts are on the movie. Um, I know Katie and Chelsea, I think, are putting out a special episode that's all about Infinity War. And I cannot imagine that uh, Void and Beige won't cover Infinity War this week as well. So. Go and just – if you're geeking out about Infinity War like the rest of us are, this is great because you'll just have more Infinity War content to just consume and enjoy. So that you don't have to – it doesn't have to be over for another year. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be the hardest thing for me is I just don't know that I can wait for the rest of (laughs) – as as I say, the rest of the movie. Because it really is like –
2: Yeah, which was kind of the – anyway – We'll get into it. This this is everyone knows this is a spoiler cast, correct? Don't listen to this if you haven't watched Infinity War.
0: No, because we're gonna probably talk about the ending first. So, (laughs) (laughs) so if if you if you want, well, if if you don't want it spoiled, you shouldn't be anywhere on the internet right now. Serious at all? (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Have, Have you seen the trend of people like ruining, like sending out fake spoilers? No, I haven't seen that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, people are sending out fake spoilers. In fact, like if it wasn't for the fact that I was driving at the time and it's morbid, um, I drove past a dead raccoon on the on the the drive to school the other day, and I was like, like somebody needs to take a picture of this and say like my my least favorite moment in Infinity
2: War. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That I mean, if you think about it, that goes along a little bit with Marvel's whole approach to marketing for this film because they purposely like included images in the trailers that were not in the film. And I don't mean like, you know, usually it's like a a second take or something like that. Like they would put groups of characters together in certain shots in the trailers that never happened in the film.
0: Right. Like the, my, my cover picture for, um, for the, for Facebook
2: is not in the movie anywhere. Right. Exactly. And so they did that purposely just to, to that people to throw people off expectations, right. So that they can show a kick ass trailer and not feel like they're ruining moments from the movie, which I think is brilliant.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I think yeah. that's
2: so good. And it's cool because if people are putting out, you know, fake spoilers, then people that are coming across multiple spoilers don't, don't know what's, you know, really going to happen or not. So it kind of, it kind of cancels out the real spoilers in a way.
0: That's a good, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, Joe. So <laughs> <laughs> I've never I don't think I've ever gotten a message from you prior to us recording a podcast or a review where you're like I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we were both very excited about Civil War, but yeah. I don't know that we I think I think our our MO is to usually go, well, I know I'm going to talk to him about this, so I will I will just let him process until <laughs> until yeah. we're there. I could I couldn't
2: yeah, couldn't I, do it. I made a note for myself at the very top of all the things that I want to talk about that says, start with DC.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the reason I, I did that is because when I noticed that whenever we are, um, you know, just completely demolishing a DC review, um, Marvel ends up coming up in some way. And I feel I, – sometimes I feel like, you know, for people that are really interested in hearing about the DC films, they must be so tired of hearing about the Marvel films. Right. So I thought, you know, in this you know kind of geek fest around Infinity War, I wanted to take a moment – just a moment before we dive in to note that, you know, I grew up loving DC comics. Yes, I read some Marvel stuff, but all the titles that I was excited to get to every week or, or every two weeks that I went to the, the store, a comic book store – was DC stuff. and Uh I I wore a Green Lantern shirt all through college. Believe me when I say before it was cool. Um, (laughs) And, and, you know, I grew up loving those characters and those stories. Um, And so, you know, when a DC film comes out, like, I really want it to be really good. And I'm all in, like, I love Man of Steel. Um, And then you get to the Marvel films, and especially with Infinity War, and you just see Everything that they've – all the time and effort that they put into building this thing completely resonates when you watch Infinity War. It just – all of it comes through. All the affection that we've built over time for these characters. Without that, you, you might consider this movie a mess.
0: Yeah. You know? you know? Well, that's the thing. I don't know that you can, you can look at this movie from the point of view of good cinema – Right. Because it's something that's completely different, and I don't think that people on the the people who are panning it completely, I don't think are taking that into consideration. Because this is not a this is not a standalone movie in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not even talking about a standalone money movie as far as oh, part two is like the second half of an actual movie, right? Like it is. Like you could not have this movie without the what is it at this point? Like ten years worth of movies. Yeah, this is the penultimate chapter <laughs> of
2: a book that we've been reading, you know, for years now. That has um, incrementally, you know, become more and more involved. Where you, you know, you re- you require having seen the last chapter in order to understand the next chapter.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I I think that that's a very interesting you know this is a this is a business model that i don't think anybody had the foresight to try yeah. until marvel did it and, and i I, th- I think they did an amazing job with it if you look at the whole full body up until this point exactly
2: i love that marvel isn't trying to make this a standalone film you know what i mean they they're all right. in they're like no that's not what this is you know we know <laughs> what we're doing here and we're going to go for it and i i honestly love that about it because it's it's for in a way it's like fans of these comic book movies are mimicking like the experience now fans of comic books, which is, you know, certain comics are for new readers that come in and, you know, every issue, you know, kind of is, is a jumping in point, but then other comic books, most comic books are not that at all.
1: You (laughs) have,
2: you have to have, you know, you're coming into a story in progress. And I feel like we're, we're fully here now, Joe, like a hundred percent. These movies are mimicking the storytelling
0: of the comics. Absolutely. And and they they have to because that's the that's the the medium that they are mirroring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So go.
2: You want to talk about the ending first.
0: I have to start with the ending first because I think <laughs> I both disagree with the the decision that they made and I also completely understand why they made it and what their what the message they are sending to us the fans. Um so again, last chance for spoilers. Um so what did you think about the people we are left with at the end of Avengers?
2: Um, I don't know. I think it's a it's a ragtag bunch kind of, um more so than you know what the Avengers is anyway. Um, and i I'm looking for strategically my my geek comic book, you know, savvy brain is looking for um why they left us the people they left us you know and how they're going to come together to affect the story going forward
0: for me it it, the message that it sends is that the avengers 4 is going to bookend and bring us back to the event original avengers because that's who they left us with that's that's fucking great Well, are you are you okay with that? I mean, is that something that you're happy with storytelling wise, or
2: storytelling wise that is something that honestly, without you even saying that, I have a theory, or I, I should say, I should say, I agree with a theory that I've read, that I've heard about, that actually is mimics exactly what you're saying, and maybe we can get into that at the end when we're looking forward. Okay, uh, but my th- the theory that I most buy into with what's going to happen in Avengers Four is exactly that is is connects with the original team, and I didn't realize they did that.
0: Yeah, because the, the 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 people we're left with are are the original Avengers. We don't know about Hawkeye, but we're assuming. And I think I've seen a lot of people talk about well, you know, if even half of his family all of a sudden fades into nothing, of course he's going to get back out there and try and figure out what to do. So that's how we're going to get Hawkeye back in. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, you have Captain America and Iron Man, you have Black Widow, you have Thor, you have the Hulk. I think that's, that's all of them. Right. The, and then the extra people that we have is you have, um, war machine is mm-hmm. still there. You have, um, uh, Oh, what's her name? Um, it was, was left with, uh, with Iron Man on whatever planet it is. um, Oh, oh my God! She's blue. <laughs> <Why am> I- <laughs> Nebula. Nebula. You have Nebula. Okay. Y- you have Rocket Raccoon, and you have Koye. Right. Those. those that's who you're left with. So you're only left with four characters that weren't in the original Marvel universe. Right. Um. And to me, what um, what that's doing is that saying, okay, we're gonna go back to, um, the. The original core Avengers. We have to add some people from each additional franchise to to right. keep it keep it tied to the rest of the universe.
1: Yeah,
0: but, and I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get Wong. Um, right. I'm sure we're gonna get. They've uh, talked about Ant Man. Yeah, being part in all of this. So, so to me, it's just kind of we're 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 establishing something that's gonna say, Hey, here are our core Avengers, and we're going back to one, that's so great. that. Um, what the scary thing for me is, is that, you know, if, if Iron Man and Captain America had died in this movie, it would have been scary as fuck because (laughs) it would have been sending the message that, you know, we, everybody's talking about their contracts and how they're not going to be in the coming movies and you're expecting them to die because the new people have to take over and they're getting older and they've been doing this forever. Yeah. And so there, there is a, a real danger to it. I think it was a very interesting thing. We know there's going to be another Black Panther movie. We know there's going to be another Star- Spider-Man movie. We know that there are going to be all these different movies, and they another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And they yeah. specifically yeah. got rid of those characters, which, again, sends the message that we are going back to focusing on the core Avengers. Because they're going to be gone. Because now they're going to be gone. And yeah. it makes it even more dangerous – in the next movie. So I feel like people are like, well, and I agree it, you lose the impact of like the emotional moment and the good acting that happens when the Spider-Man fades away is like, Oh, oh, that sucks. But I'm not terribly concerned because we know he's coming back. And I do think that that was a, a weakness of this movie is that there wasn't this concern of, they're not coming back because we know they're all coming back. That's
2: funny because that's, that was never my concern to the point that I don't even consider it a weakness because in order for it to be considered a weakness, I would have to factor that expectation in that a character could go away and not come back. Like I'm, I'm past that already. You know what I mean? Uh So, so for me, the, that the anguish of that moment is not in that, you know, is not even connected whatsoever to, He might he might not come back. It's it's more just seeing this character that I love play this scene, go through the you know yeah
0: him suffer and Tony suffer watching him suffer. Yeah, Yeah, and and so I'm saying the, the emotional impact of that was not lost on me, but I think a lot of people are like, well, it just kind of it it kind of gives away that urgency of the end of this film because you got rid of certain people. Yeah, you know they're probably all coming back because these people still have movies to make, and those people have not read comics.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean,
2: it's It's a weird like you're right. This has never been done before. It's it's a it is comic books brought to to life in every sense of the word. Like it's you know. It's so weird that this is exactly what our experience is. We're going to have generations now growing up with, you know, their comic book movie fans. Like, to them, those are the comic books, are the movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the stories. Now, you had a theory that you would not tell us on the air, and you said you would tell us if it happened or if it didn't happen. And so do you remember what that was, and did it happen?
2: Uh, No, it did not happen. Um, But I was just really excited to – um to, to i was kind of excited happy that it didn't happen which i wasn't expecting you know i was so invested in seeing some kind of nod or introduction to the fantastic four in this film i okay. was so invested in that um to the point that like i i part of me still expects the four in avengers Four to ha- be a, have a circle around it
0: oh yeah interesting
2: uh, yeah uh and I feel like they're working on it, but I, don't, you know, they're they're already filming the next installment. So, um, you know, there were there were apparently there was confirmation that Silver Surfer was going to be in this film. Uh, you know, that could have that probably obviously was a uh, you know, a red herring.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but they, like, confirmed, like, it was on the IMDb page. Um, and uh, my my theory is still, for, for this film, it was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Fantastic Four comes out? Um, but it, it, the theory that I've been holding on to kind of all along is is leads into the second film. And that is, uh, it involves Captain Marvel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it involves Ant-Man and Wasp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause the net, those are the two films that we're going to see before we get part two to this film. Right? right. And, um, Captain Marvel is confirmed to be taking place in the 1990s. Yes. And Ant-Man and Wasp are going to be heading into, I, I believe it, it's confirmed because I've read about this, that, that Ant-Man and Wasp are going to be heading into the, um, quantum realm to look for Wasp's mother. Okay. And so, um, time travel is involved. We're, Ant-Man and Wasp are going to head into the the quantum realm and they're going to travel back in time to recruit Captain Marvel or to to connect with Captain Marvel in the 90s. Um, And what I've heard about Avengers 4 is that there have been photos, set photos, of the Avengers characters in their original costumes from the first Avengers film. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. (laughs) Because... That ties into with what you're talking about in that they left us with the original core Avengers group. Right. And so, you know, rumors, theories are that, you know, there's there's going to be a um, kind of like a recruitment kind of montage or thing or whatnot where, where you know, the remaining Avengers are going to have to uh, come back together. But that's going to involve like the original versions of some of these characters from the first Avengers film.
0: Interesting. Interesting because yeah. I mean I I I think if you look at who will end because people are like oh well this will just give us a chance to um to focus on the core Avengers because we got rid of all the other characters and mm-hmm. and but at the same time we're also adding Captain Marvel and we're adding Ant Man and Wasp and possibly yeah. possibly um, both versions both the yeah I, I, is it Michelle Pfeiffer who's going to play Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, so we we plus we still have the four or five ki- other um, franchise characters that they're they're gonna probably pull back in. So I mean, we're gonna have just as many characters
1: in yeah. this movie. I'll
2: tell you what, you know, as as hyped as I was about the theories going in and stuff, the once the movie started, that all was like completely gone. Like, yeah, yeah. and and I think halfway through the film. I I realized like my expectations, not necessarily story wise, but even just for how this film was gonna unfold and feel,
1: mm-hmm. were
2: way off. Yeah. I, I my expectations were way comic booky. Like I knew that Red Skull was gonna come back in some way.
1: Oh it's really? The,
2: honest yes. Oh yeah. The moment that he gets zapped by um the uh uh Tesseract in Captain America, the first Avenger, the way he leaves, the way he, he dissolves. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like he's coming back. I knew, I, I knew that Red Skull was going to come back. I was expecting that. Um, but my, and this just shows you like how, God, like how much these comic book roots are like ingrained in us. Um, I envisioned like, Oh, Thanos is going to gather like all the bad guys, all the villains from the films that we've seen. And all the heroes are going to have to fight all the villains. And it's going to be like this big, you know, war, Uh
1: you know,
2: halfway through this film, I was like, Thanos is psychotic. Uh (laughs) He's not like, that's such a James Bondian, like comic booky, like pulpy, like expectation that I had, you know, like that is not this film. Like this dude is on a whole nother thing.
0: It's, it's really interesting because the – well, first of all, I should admit to the, the message I sent you on Facebook like the day after the movie because I was like, okay, who, who's the guy on the on the soul, soul Gem world? Oh, yeah. And, and it's, and, and I, I, but I've got a reason for this. For those of you who don't know, I'm colorblind, and my <laughs> colorblind issues are with the colors red and green. I don't see them as as strongly as other people do, so I had no clue that that was Red Skull until I got home and looked it up, and then I wanted to confirm with you because <laughs> I'm like I don't know who this character is, and everybody's reacting, and I don't understand. Like it was that it was that out of the loop moment that I'm just like I don't understand what's going on. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's either Red Skull or it's Skeletor, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was sitting like, is that Mobius? Is it? I like, I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, like, you Mor- were Morbius, like-, like, like the Spider-Man villain. Yeah, Morbius. yeah, yeah. And I'm you, like, why would he be here? I don't get it. Yeah, your,
2: your, um, unfortunately, your geek knowledge worked against you in that moment because yeah. you were reaching for something cosmic and something more like out there that they were nodding to.
1: Yeah. But, yeah.
2: It,
0: and I, and because I didn't see any red on the face, I'm like, you know, there was yeah. no, like you could, I, no way I could tell that that was Red Skull. God, um, I can tell just by the actor, um, the guy who plays Red Skull. Well, I think it's a different actor though, isn't it?
2: Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. It, oh, okay. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, they did a, I guess a really good makeup job, but no.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a, that was a cool callback. I liked that callback. Um, what were your expectations for this film versus what you actually saw or, or you know, experienced?
0: I thought we were going to end up with the inverse of what we did. I thought the original Avengers were the ones that were going to disappear or get killed okay. off. And then it was going to become the, the, um, kind of second stringers going back in and, and finding a way possibly led by Hawkeye and the Ant-Man to, to figure out how to, how to get them out. Mm. Um, I, I think like you, I just, as, as it started, you know, going forward in the movie, it, it was like, I was just enjoying it so much that I stopped thinking about all of my theories and just kind of invested in being there. Yeah. Um, and invested in all of the little nuggets of comic book beauty that you're <laughs> like when, when they're on, when he's getting the reality gem, and he does the the voodoo on um, on Drax and Mantis, and Drax yeah. turns into the cubes, and Mantis gets all like coily. Yeah, and that's like straight out of Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Like like you see that moment, and and it's you know the bubbles shooting out of people's
1: yeah guns.
0: Again. It's like yeah. if you've read Infinity Gauntlet, it's like that is straight out of the comic book, and and it gives you that little like insider happiness of that's so cool they they they're re- really taking the time to take care of the the nostalgia and because that's what this this movie is nostalgia this yeah. movie is this movie is what what um ready player one was unable to do <laughs> yeah
2: it's <laughs> interesting to me that it, it is on nostalgia for a lot of people but then there are a lot of people that have, are not on that wavelength at all with this.
0: But they can still they can still enjoy the movie because they now oh, have yeah. their own built-in nostalgia based on, oh my god, that's this character from this movie and that's that character from that movie and oh, that's a reference to what happened in that movie.
1: Yes, 100%. And so yes.
0: so it, it works on multiple levels, but it's all giving everybody that feeling of being an insider in, in <laughs> the, the franchise, like being part of something that's this – epically big
2: yeah yeah um it's converted a lot of people into comic book storytelling you know like they they love it yeah uh and i I love that they gave like a you know a shout out to jim starlin uh in the credits Mm -hmm. um because you're right it was some of that stuff was straight out of infinity gauntlet um i uh god where where do you even start i think that i i love that it started immediately after um the attack on the Asgardian ship. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool um to see that. Okay, the story's already in progress, you know, cuz there's so much story. I was bun- bummed though if if um one of the few things on my bad list were that um that they didn't show Xandar at all. You know, he showed up and he already had the power stone which was in in uh the um possession of the Nova Corps. Right. And you know, he already had it, so he like raised that planet completely, right? And right. He, and so, so I would have liked to have seen that, you know the Nova Core like get obliterated by Thanos, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, um, and I think I, I I don't understand why we haven't had Nova yet, unless they just don't have the rights to him. But if they have the Nova Core, I don't know why they can't have Nova. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a great character to put into this universe. I mean,
2: can you imagine trying to, like, do an origin story in the middle of all this for, like, a character that, you know, like, we haven't met
1: yet?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, is that what we're going to get from, do you think? I, I, I'm i curious to see how Captain Marvel unfolds, because it's not even in the same time frame as what we're working with. Right. And Captain Marvel
2: does have some history with Thanos, right? Or with the Infinity Gauntlet?
0: Um, I, I have, I have I th- to go back and... I think in um, Captain Marvel was... I think when they did Infinity Gauntlet it was still Marvel.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's
0: right. Oh,
2: comics. Um <laughs> so um I I really like the way the story started kind of mid-story there. Mm-hmm. Um and then right away they got to show you what a badass Thanos is by, you know, because he kills Loki and kicks Hulk's ass. So right away that that sets the bar, right, for mm-hmm. what this character is capable of. And, um, the,
0: and the fact that the Hulk is, is then afraid to come out again for the rest of the movie.
2: Yeah. Kind of, kind of like I'm like what a kid would probably, how a kid would probably react. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like, come on, I need your help.
2: No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I wish, I wish they had given us more of that. There was a, you know, a few hints of, of that kind of like something's going on here, but then they just kind of left that dangling, yeah,
1: you know? Yeah.
2: Um, I thought, I think the, the, Russo's did a really great job of balancing tons of action because this thing goes from the moment the movie starts, it feels non-stop. Two hours and forty minutes go by it like nothing.
0: The only um, the only problem I did, and I, I'm usually pretty good at this, I went right before the movie, but I had to pee so badly at the end of this. Uh, and I was uh, like, oh, my God, just get to the stinger at the end. Please just get to the stinger at the end.
2: <laughs> That's fun. I was expecting a mid credit stinger as well and didn't get one. And, no. oh, that was so great in the audience, the dread, because the movie ends and, like, it's just silence. Everyone's what? just like –
0: we didn't have we didn't have silence. We had a one woman in the front of the theater go, "What the?" And that's it. Like it just it's dead silent. And you hear, "What the?" And the credits are all. It was great. <laughs> but then like
2: everyone sit, no one moved. Right? Like, no, nobody no moves. Credits start, and then there's that moment where it goes through all the main players, and then it says Marvel's Infinity War or Avengers Infinity War, and then you think, okay, here's the mid mid credit stinger, and then more production credits and everyone just kind of goes
0: no like all the phone (laughs) then all the phones came out yeah all the phones came out and everybody's checking to see if there's a stinger because mine did i was like
2: (laughs) (laughs) because there was that kind of that was a that was a moment people were so impacted by the ending that that was a moment for relief you know there was potential there and they didn't give it to us and people are like oh no i've got to sit in this for longer um but i think i you know. When, when they did Civil War, I really enjoyed Civil War the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it a second time and it felt kind of plodding and maybe not as interesting as I had initial feeling of like, you know, rush of seeing your characters, these characters interact. Yeah. Um. And so that that's a little bit my concern with Infinity War. I mean, I am planning to see it again very soon. I was actually supposed to see it again last night, but just didn't have the energy to, to, to do that after, you know, painting all day in the sun in Grand Park right um but i it feels like so far and again i could change this in the future but it feels like they've learned a lot from you know making these films um i thought joss whedon was really great at balancing action with like smaller quieter character moments mm-hmm. and this film felt like that like i i was surprised because i knew they had a lot of story and a lot of characters to get to you know those those first quiet scenes with with uh star lord and um gamora mm-hmm. on the ship and them kind of going back and forth and having these conversations i thought wow their time is of the essence you know they're, they're really devoting a lot of pages to these character moments and that's really cool
0: yeah you know yeah did you have favorite you have moments favorite moments
2: i did have favorite moments um but i mean there's just so many moments dude uh i feel like the one that stands out the most though is thor Okay, And between Thor Ragnarok and this film, someone said to me, oh, wow, like Thor's, you know, now my favorite character. Or I've heard people say, you know, uh, they really did a good job of, like, fixing that character or making him, you know, more interesting or not. And my thing is, oh, yeah, Hemsworth is the one, you know, original player that has committed to more films. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. of course, they're going to focus on his character and bring him to the front more, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah so that his whole storyline in infinity war i thought was great and it just was really cool to see at the end all of that potential for that character that we know of from the comics come through and be like yeah this dude is practically a god you know what i mean like he's different from the other avengers like i think at one point in the film iron man or captain america someone says makes a mention of like oh yeah earth's already lost its greatest defender so we're really up and i was like who, what, who's he talking about? And then like Thor gets, you know, Stormbringer, I think it's called and Stormbreaker and shows up with like badass, fooled fool, like thunder God glory. And I'm like, Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that guy <laughs> rules, you know? Um, it's just cool because he, you know, he, he's from Asgard and how have we met Thor through all these films, uh, his solo films, he's fighting like, you know, frost giants and demons and like, pretty much like God's like himself. So it would make sense that he would, you know, be the, the, the best hope to stand up to Thanos. And if you think about it, technically, I guess defeat him. Right. You know, that makes sense that that he like, he's on that level, which I thought was really cool. And that, that nod to beta Ray Bill was cool too, that my coworker Christian um, pointed out to me. I didn't know that beta Ray Bill, which is a you know popular character from the Thor comics, his, his version of, you know, mjolnir or whatever um yeah it is the storm breaker yeah so that that's the, the weapon i didn't
0: know that and i love the fact that it's also made out of groot <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah no kidding that's so true that's cool I, uh, I, what I, about
0: you? you i had heard some, i'm sorry just real fast on groot i had heard some people talk about how they didn't want um a teenage groot they hoped that it would just be from the stinger from guardians of the galaxy 2 and that would be it um I actually enjoyed Teenage Groot, I th- and I think I think because they knew they had so many, um, so many people to cover, it was a good way of taking Groot out of the the mix of people that you have to really focus on, because yeah. he's such a fan favorite. And if you you just make him a teenager that doesn't say anything it kind of just sulks the entire time, um, I, I felt like it it worked for the story without hurting the character.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, and every, I mean, there's so many characters. Every time a new character came on screen, it, they got applause, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: and all the character interaction was just like gold. Like that, I would have been happy with just that, like just these characters like bouncing off of each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I also heard along the way, and I think this, this really was true, that this, the main character of this film was Thanos.
0: Um, yeah, I can see that. Um, because he, well, he's, he's the, if you go by protagonist antagonist, he is the person who has to kind of sacrifice the most out of it, I guess. Right.
2: right And he's trying to like, he's on his own path. Like he's on his own, you know, the, the heroes are kind of incidental, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's trying to do something that he thinks is the right thing to do. Right, he feels like he's making the ultimate sacrifice for the unit for the good of the universe. Yeah, right.
0: Do you think he's the the most? Um, he's the best uh, villain that we've gotten so far in a Marvel film.
2: I think it's him or Killmonger.
0: Yeah, yeah, Killmonger was pretty good. Yeah, which I think maybe just shows that they know how they're now evolving to understand more complex villains. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, well, now that we've met all the heroes, now you know, each film going forward can be a showcase for the villains. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I thought Josh Brolin did great. That's the, I mean, I totally believe the character. Um, I think it definitely lived up to the hype, he, you know, he, he, you know, hinting at this, like, you know, crazy godlike being that, you know, and through all these films and this movie came through with all that. Um, how do you, what, what do you make of, Mar- Marvel initially saying oh it's infinity wars to two parter and then going back on that and saying oh no 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 this is this is just this film next avengers film is going to be something different but story wise like clearly not like
0: well my <laughs> understanding was, my understanding is the reason why they did that was because if they said what the full title of they they said that if they say what the full title of the next of avengers movie is then it'll ruin infinity war like you'll know what it what it's about
2: yeah i was i was expecting um that announcement to be at the end of this film
0: i was too i was too i was so bummed
2: <laughs> right i was like "Where? wait where's the title card for you know for for the next um Avengers film and i and even we went i haven't gotten it i
0: even went to go online to see if they had uh if they had announced it like in tandem or if i had just missed it or you know what what the deal was but yeah no i i right now the number one thing i want more than anything else is the title of the fourth film
2: <laughs> right do you think comic-con you think we're gonna have to wait to comic-con for that
0: probably I mean that sounds like I'm, a good it's a good distance away but I mean this movie's coming out next year so it's not like it's um it is isn't it it's 2019 Yeah so it's not yeah. like it's that far away so they got to announce it soon and I think that's probably a good kind of midway
2: Oh that's going to be amazing the Comic-Con's going to be the Marvel room. The Comic-Con is going to be insane.
0: Yeah. I I will, I will not be in there. (laughs) I will not, I will not be in there. Um, (laughs) But uh, I, one of my favorite moments, I'm going to take it back to kind of just the, the smaller, smaller bits and pieces here. Um, I think my favorite line in the entire movie was when Okoye goes, Uh, in in reference to Scarlet Witch, why was she up there the entire time? (laughs) And now I have, I have seen just on the Slack channel um, and I'm, I'm interested to listen to their episode to see what their, their thoughts are. But Katie from uh, tea time with Katie and Chelsea said that she didn't care for the, the quote unquote girl fight. And maybe this is where my, my male perspective doesn't, work <laughs> um i i thought it was sending a message that it was like the women kind of stand like like they were standing together like i just i thought it was a, a good powerful woman moment but i don't know right. that may, maybe i maybe not i don't know thoughts yeah
2: yeah no i didn't i honestly didn't even even now looking at it, i'm going oh yeah that was a showcase sort of scene for the female characters i didn't read it as that at the time Maybe I was just so caught up in it that I was like, oh my God, like I really, really want to see Okoye and Black Widow like fight together because they're awesome. And this is going to be so cool. I honestly didn't even think of it as like, oh, they're putting the women together. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I I think Um, it was a conscious decision to put the women together, but I don't know that it was taken by all women as a
2: positive. Sure. I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um I think uh, there was and the, there was just a lot going on. Like, I, 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 It was hard for me to, I didn't, like normally I'm so aware of myself watching the film, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That I could maybe like note something like that. Um, I was just fully in it. Like I was trying to take it all in as it was happening. Because um, there was just all these worlds coming together. And I'm telling you, all this character interaction was good. It was all like what Marvel is known for, like people popping up, you know what I mean, and other people's stories or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the way they showed the heroes, different groups of heroes working together and how they would get so close to beating him, you know, on on Titan. Uh, uh, Peter Quill's, you know, uh, plan with, with involving Iron Man and Mantis and... Spider-Man that was awesome. that was a great scene I loved how close
0: they got yeah no and you know? what did you think about the groups that they paired together
2: I haven't had time to reflect on that to be honest with you it's just, it was just so cool seeing them all together that I'm not seeing the strings there you know mm-hmm. what I mean
0: um I don't know what did you think well I mean because I like if you kind of take it um you you kind of got rocket raccoon and group with Thor and that's a whole story arc, which which <laughs> I saw um, someone refer to the whole. Um, oh, what's his name? He referred to it as the most ironic casting choice ever. With oh, I love uh, that Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, yeah, I have that as one of my favorite. Things. I like. I just thought that was awesome. Uh, it took me a second for so it to, awesome. to 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 kind of. Tune into what that was and then I was like Oh <laughs> that's amazing um, Yeah that's great But uh, But yeah I thought that was, that one, was story. one story And I thought that it was interesting Because Never in a thousand years would I think p- To pick Thor and Rocket To put together for for quiet moments <laughs> Like that doesn't seem like a, <laughs> like a natural choice but it worked so well um, The The other Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy with Iron Man and Spider Man action wise was amazing. Um, I think yeah. I could have done a little bit. I think m- the character I liked least in this movie was Peter Quill. I felt like he was just like in the way. <laughs> I'm like, dude, stop making problems for everybody. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, he definitely his his petty side was on full display. Oh yeah, it was so, it was so bad. Funny. It was
0: so funny though. It was so hilarious.
2: <laughs> I love that whole interaction with him feeling insecure on Thor. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was
0: good stuff. Um, I thought I thought it was fun to see Tony and uh, Doctor Strange together. Yeah, but yeah. again, they come around too. Yeah, there was there, there was know? a lot of there was a lot of um lot of posturing, which. Is what happens in comics. I know when they brought around the original Civil War in the comic books, one of the things the Marvel production people said they wanted to do was make their comics feel a little bit more like you get two heroes that have to kind of fight with each other to figure out what's going on before they can – resolve their differences and, and and get the bad guy. Cause that's kind of how the yeah. comics used to always be. It was a very formulaic. Yeah, That's yep, the
2: that's template. Yeah.
0: And so, and they kind of had that, they had that when the guardians of the galaxy f- met up with uh, strange Iron Man and Spider-Man, they, they just yes. had these different moments and it was really cool to kind of get back to that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They did a lot of, I feel like they did a lot of heavy, heavy character lifting, with the characters that we're going to see going forward, that you know they've kind of said are going to be the, the these the next phase or whatever is going to be built around. Because t- Doctor Strange is supposed to, I don't know if st- this is still true, but they said when they were working on Doctor Strange that he's supposed to be the linchpin, the way Iron Man was, right, with the first few phases. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense to have those two characters together and kind of bounce off each other, and at first very much not like each other, and then by the end, you know, Doctor Strange is sacrificing everything. You know, to, to, to spare Iron Man's life or Captain, uh, Tony
0: Stark's life. Well, and it's funny because uh, Matt had an issue with that until I kind of explained because he's like, I, every single person had an opportunity to make a decision and they chose the person that – chose the person over half the universe. And I yes. was like, no, it only happened once. Um, the only person who actually made a conscious choice to choose one person over the universe was Gamora, which which is consistent, I think, with her character. What do you mean? She chose she chose to give away the the Soul Stone's location to to end Nebula's uh, suffering, which I think was really a. Um, uh, Uh, Within her character, because A, she's got the whole kind of conflicted because she was raised by Thanos, but she also is just resolved in Guardians 2, her whole story and and relationship with her sister, basically. And so it makes sense that she wouldn't want her sister to suffer anymore, and she would go, okay, I'll I'll tell you so that you stop. But Doctor Strange did not give up the time stone because he was trying to save Iron Man. He gave up, he gave up the time stone <laughs> because he already looked into the future and saw all the different possibilities and knew that it was the one the one way to make it like to to defeat Thanos. That's a, yes, yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with you. And then um the the third one was Scarlet Witch, and she she did it. She just did it too late, but she didn't make the decision to not. You know, destroy vision to to save half the the uni- or to to destroy half the universe, but she she just did it too late.
2: And So here is the thing with Scarlet Witch and the visions, Infinity Stone, the Mind Stone. I think Shuri did something. I think Shuri was successful. I do too.
0: And she better be in the next movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I yeah, because it it at no point in that whole build up right where the clock was ticking because here comes Thanos and they're fighting everyone, but she's trying to successfully, you know, extricate the stone from vision while still keeping vision alive and his essence Mm -hmm. there at no point. Is there like, Oh no, like it didn't happen. Like she completes what she's doing closes the, the application or whatever that she was working on and then gets attacked like a moment later. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's
0: backed up. Oh, Got yeah, it. I think he's backed yeah. up now in, in the comic books, there is a point where vision loses all his humanity and is just, he he's got all his memories and everything else, but he doesn't have that ability to, to feel. And that might mm. be the version of um the vision that we get in Avengers four. But I do think we will have vision in Avengers four. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
2: I, I, I thought it was really cool. How, you know, Dr. Strange looks ahead and I don't know how many millions of different versions. And then at the end, he says, this is the only cool. way, he, you're right. You're, I think you're right on. He realizes that this is part of how we win.
0: Yeah, because because Matt had issues with that as we were walking out. He's like, seriously, so like, and I'm like, I did the whole lobby thing. I'm like, don't say anything till we get in the car. <laughs> I just don't, because <laughs> he was ready to say something. I was like, no. Good.
2: So in, in a way, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of this ending because it, and looking at it as an ending, not not looking at it as like, oh, this we're halfway through this story. I'm a fan of this ending because the the main character who, whose you know uh, whole plot we were following succeeded yeah. did what he set out to do he succeeded and that's the film like the, the you know what I mean like we're not the, the the movie didn't end on a shot of the heroes in anguish the 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 movie ended on a shot of this story's hero having succeeded and achieved his goal and now getting to sit and rest finally and enjoy the sunset on his home planet. Yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Yeah. and so in, in I, I really like this ending um, for that those reasons and I really like that they had they were bold enough they're so confident in their brand at this point Marvel is that they're like yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna punch you in the gut for the last five minutes of this film or 10 minutes of this film and then we're gonna leave you there <laughs> for a year you know Yeah. Um, And it it struck me that, God, even even when, like, Marvel does dark even better than DC as well. Like, (laughs) you know, like, DC's going for this, like, dark, like, realistic, like, gritty thing, but it's such an affectation. And then Marvel does a dark film and you're just like, whoa, like, this is, this, this is brutal, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Um. I don't know. We've been all over the place. Is there, what are, are there any other holes or things from, from other movies? I've got one, but are there any other holes or questions or things that you didn't see in this movie that you think either are going to show up in the next movie or play into the next movie or just were a dangling plot line that didn't get resolved?
2: No, not necessarily. I did want to get your, your feedback on a couple of things though that we haven't covered. Um, how did you feel about um, the Black Order and how they were used in the film and their role?
0: The I, I, as my gamer friends said, they're they're the mini bosses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before you get to the yeah, mini but boss. I mean, uh, did you hate them? Did they do an okay job? You know, would- I, I thought they were. I thought that they're when you when you have no character development for the bad guys, which the the Black Order didn't have any real character development. Um, in my opinion you just need them to be cool and i think they were cool yeah and i think that's all they needed to be
2: yeah i feel like they did i i was it was surprising to me with like no introduction really (laughs) like i think it was just like a a, you know one shot of them kind of all together looking bad in the badass Mm -hmm. pose um Besides that, they you know they were just there to serve that function, but it didn't bother uh-huh. me. You know, I was surprised by that. I was like, oh, I'm all in for these for these you know battles that they're having with these different
0: heroes. Well, and that's my favorite thing about all of these movies. I love the plot and the fact that they can enhance the the battle scenes with these amazing characters and these amazing stories is great. But I'm 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 a shallow person. At the end of the day, I just want to see really cool comic book characters kicking each other's ass. That's why. I have no problem with when people are like, but there's so many holes in in Civil War. I'm like, yeah, but oh my god, that fight scene. So I you know, I I feel like they serve (laughs) their purpose. They allowed us to see our favorite superheroes just kick some major ass.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's I mean, this is why I'm kind of interested to see it again. You know, now that I've had that high. How, how well does this hold up in terms of the the quieter moments and, like, the overall, like, the overarching story, yeah. you know? Um, I don't know. I'm excited. Literally, as we're recording this, um, a buddy, my, my friend Christian, again, that I work with, sent me this interesting article on on the Hulk's future in in the MCU, and I'm excited to read it. So I think that's really cool, seeing how these, these core Avengers are going to move going forward. Like, I'm really excited to see where the next film picks up because like, you know, this thing has happened. The thing that they were trying to prevent happened. Half of life on earth is gone. And I'm really excited to see the aftermath of that. Like, where do you go from there? Yeah.
0: And I'm, I have not been keeping up with, um, Marvel agents of shield, but I'm interested to see, if anything happens with that, I don't even know if they've finished their season yet. I'm going to have to double check on that and see if they're done. Cause if they're done, um, there are rumors that they're not going to come back for another season. Um, but I would love to see how they, how they interact with the idea that half of all life disappears on earth. Like who, who in the, the agents of shield disappears, like how does that all work? Um, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm a, I'm a good two or three episodes behind. So, yeah, and then what about
2: Ant-Man and Wasp? You know, how is this gonna affect that film? I mean, you know everyone's just like there's gonna be such a rabid, I feel like, um, um interest in any Marvel film
0: that <laughs> takes place between these yeah, two. Yeah, because films. you know you're right. looking for any clue that that's I think that's what I love the most. I mean, there's like there's so much I love about this movie, but the the thing I love the most about it is the fact that it is just so energized the fan base about theories and and connections and you know alternate like like again i think there's some of us that have these alternate ideas of it would have been cool if they had done x and what would that have looked like which is still fun to do even though it didn't happen um It's it's just fun to to see people make those connections. Go, oh, I think this is going to be happening, or you know, the idea that um, that Ant Man is going to play heavily into Captain Marvel, and uh, just so many so many cool things to discuss as geeks that we haven't had. (laughs) You know, we've been like, okay, this movie was really cool, and we've thought, well, what is it going to look like Infinity War? But I think Infinity War was such a abstract concept to everybody that we had no idea what exactly it was going to be that once we saw it we're like okay now we can start figuring everything out
2: yeah exactly you're that's so right that's why I'm you know I I'm still processing this whole thing that I just saw I'm like is this real did this really just happen you know and then uh we're we're like you alluded to at the beginning of this we're we're, we're seeing storytelling, in film I'd be really interested I know there's going to be tons of like articles that come out kind of dissecting this whole thing but I hope somebody connects the storytelling that they're doing that Marvel is doing now to some something that's happened in the past and maybe that's gotten the closest to this or like some approach Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um because this does feel like we're in uncharted territory for for this kind of storytelling in films um and it's cool that it's such a like a it's a, it's a crowd pleasing, you know, popcorn spectacle kind of filmmaking, yeah. you know? Um, which is, makes sense totally for comic book movies. Is it, Think of where we started with comic book movies.
1: <laughs>
0: and we've, <laughs> and we've, we've talked about this is like, what do you consider the first modern comic book movie? Um, and we've, we've said, you know, kind of Iron Man is the first phase of this generation of, of movies, but I guess, I don't know. X-Men would be the one before that. Yeah,
2: probably X-Men because I'd have to look at when, cause Spider-Man came out after
0: X-Men mm-hmm.
2: and I think before X-Men, I think it was the Batman films,
0: you know, yeah, yeah. Batman's, Batman, Batman, like, Superman, and a whole bunch of really bad stuff.
2: <laughs> well, the, the Batman films that, um, you know, that Tim Burton mm-hmm. made, in, in 89, 90, um, that, that was its own thing. And by the time Batman and Robin came out, people were like, that's it. Comic book movies are done. Superhero movies are done. Yeah, they just you know, don't work. I think it took. yeah, it took X. I mean, a few here and there came out that were kind of like smaller titles, but I think X-Men was the big one that said, okay, it, comic book movies are back. Superhero movies are back. Um, and, and along the way we've seen filmmakers, I think maybe in some ways get ahead of themselves and trying to do, Takes on superhero films and kind of deconstruct them, or like you know, oh, this is a found footage superhero mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm. Or we're gonna, you know,
1: uh,
2: Will Smith is gonna make a, a movie about a you know schlubby burnout superhero, and like, but the the medium itself maybe wasn't mature enough to to take on those different, you know, uh, um, takes of, of superheroes. Now with this, I feel like the 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 general understanding and like consciousness surrounding. You know these films and these heroes and stuff is at a point where now I feel if someone wanted to deconstruct it, they 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 have a much better chance of being successful. Yeah,
1: yeah you know?
0: absolutely. Um, I have two character questions that are unresolved for me, but I'm hoping they'll just stir up discussion as far as what's what's going to happen moving forward. Um, we have two. Well, we have one character that we've seen before that hasn't been brought back into this and, um, you know, doesn't have a movie coming up. I, I, I'm, I'm leaving um, Ant-Man out of it right now. And I'm, I'm leaving Hawkeye out of it right now because we kind of just are all assuming that he's going to play a big part in, in number four. I'm going to be very disappointed if he doesn't. Um, but one of the characters that we didn't see was Valkyrie. Yes, I wondered about her, and I'm wondering if she's going to play a role in the next movie. That
2: would be nice. I almost don't want to get my hopes
0: up for that, but that would be nice because I feel like I feel like I can you remember? I I there's so much going around in my head. I don't remember how uh, her character ended in Ragnarok. Was she?
2: I don't
1: remember
0: where she
2: goes off to but i know that she did not end up with thor
0: right which is why she was probably not in the the wreckage of of the asgardian ship or at least we didn't see her right right exactly
2: yeah that's yeah there was a couple of characters like that and she was definitely one of them where i was like Oh, what happened? You know, I guess it's too much. At a certain point, I almost feel like
0: I'm asking for too much, man. Yeah, You know? Yeah,
1: but I feel like she was. Like, I feel so like she,
0: was she, she was such a strong part of that last yeah. Thor movie that you almost have to kind of say she she needs to be part of this franchise. There, there's there's you're missing something there without her. Yeah, and the, and yeah. there is left behind somebody from every franchise you know, outlying Avengers franchise um, except Spider-Man. There's no Spider-Man tie in back into the, um, the next film. And I'm wondering if that's simply because we're, we're still dealing with Sony characters because Spider-Man was added so late into this, but there is no character for us to, to stay tied to Spider-Man in, in the, like you've got a Koye, um, you know who's going to be sitting there? You know, worried about getting uh, T'Challa back. You're going to have you have Rocket there to get the Guardians back. You don't have anybody there um, to really pull him back in, unless you count Iron Man. But that feels like it's a little bit cheaper than everything else. Well, maybe not, because I mean, he is kind of basically now a Spider-Man supporting cast member.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Like I said, I mean, I think these are good questions. I'm just wondering. Like, I I feel like there's so many characters that something has to give, and maybe I'm I'm giving them too much leeway on that. Um, I mean, I would love for Valkyrie to come back in some way. Definitely, I'm banking on like Hawkeye to come back into the picture. I, I'm glad they at least said, hey, where's Hawkeye? Where's you know? And they're like, oh, these guys have yeah. families. <laughs> you know, they this is too much for them, like they're it was taking a toll on their family, yeah. so they're gone. Yeah.
0: But, um, but as, as a lot of people on the internet have said, you can't get rid of half of Hawkeye's family or all of it, depending on you know how the percentages fell, without him planning on going back and doing something about it. So, I can't imagine yeah. him not being part of the next movie, yeah, yeah. Um. Any other questions? Anything else? Uh, not that I, I, I think, I think that's all I really wanted to, to cover. <laughs> How about you? Do you think we've, we've left up in the air that you still like itching to? Oh man. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to watch this
2: again. Maybe if not tonight, probably tomorrow night, I'm sure I'm going to be able to record a whole nother podcast on this. after seeing it a second time. Um, there's, there's, I'm really, really, if and more than anything else, it just has me pumped going forward. And I think that's, that's the coolest thing is that this movie comes out. Think of how many times we've anticipated a film, Joe. And like, it's just like, eh, <laughs> you know, yes. like how lucky are we to like have, you know, the, the, these films come out that live up to the hype and just, you know, what are some of the, I haven't done a lot of reading of reviews mm-hmm. online. What are some of the negative things that people are saying or, or what, what is this film getting critiqued on? Well, against?
0: again, I think that the biggest one I've seen is that a lot of people are unsatisfied by the ending. Either they're like, well, we don't see – they're not looking ahead two or three steps, which I think us as um, kind of classic comic book fans are used to kind of looking a couple steps ahead and saying, okay, they have to do this to get to you know point B and C. But they say, you know, mm. there was a loss of that drama when Spider Man and Black Panther disappear because we know they're coming back in movies, so there's no there's no oomph. And they're not looking ahead going, no, what that means is is that when we actually do lose some of the main Avengers, we're probably going to actually lose permanently those Avengers. Like right. the, this is a right. scary thing. Oh, and I do have one other thing I need to bring up, so don't let me forget. Um Okay, so that that is one of the um, the things that uh, that I've seen as a big criticism. Um, I thought everyone was going to die. I did. I I thought I thought <laughs> it was going to come down to because we we kind of got some some hints that Hawkeye was going to play a big role. Um, We knew Ant-Man was probably not going to be in it because of his movie. You know, we'd heard those rumors. So I really did think it was going to come down to like maybe one or two people from the group that we saw in this movie joining together with Ant-Man. And um, and I actually I honestly thought Ant-Man would might be in the movie and be the only sole survivor that nobody knew about and go find Hawkeye and go save the world.
2: Yeah, but doesn't that feel very comic booky compared to what we saw? Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 how I felt about my expectations too. Because um, this does set up that great storyline that I mentioned to you in a previous podcast uh, from Justice League that Grant Morrison wrote, where you know um, the Atom and Green Arrow defeat Darkseid. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll make do I'll make good on my promise to send you that. Um, but we're set up for that. Yeah, we are. I just think you know they, they have different, and Marvel has different plans. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. Um, so but but speaking of what we could see in the next movie, I'm wondering, uh, if you are a a Infinity Gauntlet fan, you know that it's actually a three part series kind of thing. It's a um. There's Infinity Gauntlet, and then the next part is Infinity War, which came out uh, you know, several years later, and then Infinity Crusade, which came out several years after that. I mean, everybody kind of assumes that Infinity Crusade was – or they, everybody kind of agrees that Infinity Crusade was okay. It was not – it was – yeah, it was It was, it was far <laughs> from great. Um, but the next chapter of it was Infinity War, where everybody fought evil versions of themselves – So one of the things that I'm wondering if we're going to see to bring some of these characters back in will be the Avengers having to fight, quote unquote, evil versions of the characters that disappeared. Oh, so
2: are you reading that as them disappearing or them like? Because part of me, of course, because, you know, God, we're six weeks. Um, I'm thinking this is a way for them to introduce the negative zone. Because I'm still holding on to my Fantastic Four times. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but then I thought, no, no, they're dead. Like, they're 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 we're not even dead. They they don't exist anymore.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like, there's different ways you could read into it. In um, the original affinity gauntlet i think people noticed they just they they. i can't remember if they just blinked out of existence or if people i think people realized they were gone and so if people realize that they're gone and in in this movie they obviously do realize that they're gone they didn't not exist
2: right because then if you had a kid or how would that work and And if you
0: go off of the comic books there is a the reason why Thanos did it in the comic books is, and and honestly, people, you have to go back and listen to Rob's um, episodes on the comic box where he talks about, you know, all of this. Basically, in the comic books, Thanos is just crushing on death. Like that's really all that's happening yeah. is that he is trying to do this <laughs> grand right. gesture for death because he wants death to fall in love with him. And well, while well, people thought that
2: Hela, you know, Thor's sister, the embodiment of death in Asgard was going to be featured in this film for that reason.
0: Yeah. Um, but she's too active of a character, I think where the Marvel version of death that Thanos is trying to court really doesn't do much, but, but, Mm -hmm.
2: and they allude to that in the first time they show Thanos, which is, I think after the Avengers, the first film, one of the, his, his right hand demon guy says, you know, earth actually has heroes defending it and to, to, set your plans on earth. It would be to court mm-hmm. death. And then Thanos kind of gives that sly yeah. smile.
0: Well, and then a lot of people were thinking that, um, Loki was going to play the Mephisto, um, role in, in the movie, because in the movie, Thanos is kind of being consulted by Mephisto, which is the Marvel version of the devil. Oh, the yeah, comic yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Movies. And, uh, so, So that was kind of a theory, but yeah, I I don't think, I think since they have blinked out of existence, I mean, the the idea was, is that death was like, there are more people living than have ever died. And so there's an imbalance and we need to balance that. And that's why everybody just stopped. Like, I don't think they lived. I don't think they died. They just stopped existing, but they didn't blink out of existence because people still remember. Yeah.
2: Maybe, people that are you know having a hard time with this ending and are feeling unsatisfied by it um don't have the the recourse that we do as geeks to like just let our imaginations go now based on the film based on the stories and mm-hmm. the comics you know what i mean and can say hey maybe that means this or this or that like the story doesn't end for us yeah. here and i think for people that are probably still more used to you know pretty straightforward storytelling where the third act you know resolves the story and it ends somebody uh that they are probably having a harder time with it someone on twitter alluded to uh this was avengers revolutions no avengers Reloaded. (laughs) (laughs) and the next one is going to be avengers revolutions that's
0: funny that's really funny (laughs)
2: Just shows the Wachowski a pretty yeah of the time. yeah
0: no I mean I like there's there's so much to we, maybe we have to do an episode too maybe that that is what we you know after we've had a week to listen to all of the other fan theories and uh, and other reviews out there kind of come back and and give it a, another once over you and I will have to talk about it before next week and see if that's the direction we want to go
2: yeah it's gonna depend on how much you and I talk about this you know, separate, like during this, this week, I'm sure we're going to be sharing articles back and forth and theories. And there's, gonna, we're, we're going to have, you know, an ongoing yeah, we're
0: conversation. We're going to have an ongoing conversation. We just have to decide whether it's worth it <laughs> for the, the public outside <laughs> to hear us <laughs>
1: reaction it together online. <laughs>
2: it can be like an extra bonus for, you know, uh, listeners of this podcast that can't get enough that want some more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So more geeking out about it. Okay. So, War. so
0: possibly, like Infinity War, this is this is just a this is not the end, but this is simply <laughs> us um, <laughs> dissolving into the ether until until the next episode. <laughs> nice. Um, any any nice shout again. outs this week?
2: Oh, that's a t- you know, shout out to all of the artists that I'm working with this weekend. I'm really really excited to be showing alongside um a bunch of artists that you know a lot of them are friends a lot of them uh i've admired their work for some time and there's lots of overlap there it's just a really Mm -hmm. cool event um shout out to the organizers for inviting me it's uh it's a grand park so by the time you hear this podcast that'll be over but um for those in the know that have seen all the the marketing and social media or whatnot uh it's a really cool time so uh, yeah, shout out to everyone who's a part awesome. of it.
0: Uh, I'm going to send out a shout out to the rest of the geek to geek network because, um, A, we're all in the Slack channel. So you need to hop on Slack and see all our, our antics on there because we've been having all sorts of – like there's a whole thread, like a, a private thread so you don't get spoiled about people talking about infinity war. I mean, people are just losing their mind on our Slack channel because of this movie. So, uh, and mostly it's just us uh, uh, hosts of the different podcasts, but you get a little preview of what we're we're going to be talking about in our, all our episodes. Um, so definitely go check out the Slack channel, but uh, a shout out to, to Void and Beige and Rob and Katie and Chelsea um, for really just kind of, I don't know, keeping the hype real and keeping the excitement going (laughs) because I'm just having a blast on there, (laughs) watching everybody's theories and frustrations and struggles. And it's just awesome to, to watch people geek out about this show movie. Sorry, Ray. (laughs) uh coming up next week i we we've got we've got a couple of options but it will be probably ray and i because we don't have any guests we're going to work on that for i think both of us have had exceedingly busy uh semesters and so uh, it maybe maybe just dueling it for for the next couple of episodes and, and giving you some fun stuff that we're enjoying so so that's that. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound. It is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek is a proud member of the geek to geek network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek podcast running shoes.tv the comic box and tea time with Katie and Chelsea and make sure to join our reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast you can currently find us at geek2.com as well as on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play and most other podcatchers out there please leave us a review and spread the word if you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. How about you, Ray? Where can we find you? I, as
2: always, am at Ray Vargas 3 across all social media as well as my website, which you can find at rayvargas3.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all at Ray Vargas and then the number 3.
0: And the good thing about us being a podcast and not a comic book movie is that you do not have to wait an entire year for our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, we will talk to you again next week. And, and until then, remember this week, keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gall has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to. No! Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who is that? <sighs> Titan, no jump, good. This is happy hour from the tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon, and we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something. Podcaster for players of all levels find happy hour from the tower on itunes stitcher or at happyhourfromthetower.com eyes up guardian time to give up the ghost it's happy hour from the tower first rounds on us that theme song means it is once again time to promo the geek wolf pack podcast i'm your pop wolf nick kelly and I'm your mama wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brennan Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the
1: latest from a gamer's point of view.
0: Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon spoilers <laughs> so join us here at the geek Wolfpack pack podcast join us on itunes stitcher blueberry or wherever you find your podcasts or simply at
1: geekwolfpackpodcast.com and as always geek out